And hello, welcome back to the Passion Project. My name is Alex Adams, and today we'll be talking to my really good friend, Calum, about his passion for designing and making appar apparel, and also making his own apparel uh, on, on top of that. Um, he's currently in school for technical design at LaSalle College in Montreal, and is also working at Arteryx. Uh, how are you doing, Calum? Good. Thanks for having me, Adam. I'm, I'm excited to be on here. Yeah, yeah. This, I think this will be a really fun uh, little discussion. Um, I, let's just get straight into it. Um, mm -hmm. I just want you to tell the listeners a little bit about the work and, and the stuff you do at school and, and at, at Arteryx and, and also just uh, the, your own designs and just kind of briefly lay out uh, uh, what you're up to these days. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the schooling I'm doing right now, the program at LaSalle is called Technical um, clothing design and it's mainly focused on outdoor equipment so we usually just make garments but we also focus on like bags and packs and stuff because it has to do mm -hmm. with um the whole lifestyle and um and then at Arteryx I'm just a product guide so I just inform people on the new products that are coming out it's basically um just informing people that come in on like how this could benefit them they usually usually it's like a criteria of asking them what their activity is asking them like what they want to get out of their um their adventure whatever it is and what they're looking for the product to be functional for so it kind of blends really nicely because that's school i'm learning all about mm -hmm. uh, not only the assembly but also kind of the technology around it as well which is super fascinating so it's just being able to inform people a lot of times Nine times out of ten, they're just asking for a nice rain jacket, and I have yeah. so much more information for them that they really. <laughs> it's like, no, listen to me, Gore-Tex, and they're like, "Look, man, I just need <laughs> this jacket to go for walking." But yeah, it's it's just it's really fascinating because these products are, um, depending on the user, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But these are meant for like high class athletes. These are meant for people that that really want something that stands up to the test of time and. To be used over and over again and it, it's amazing from that standpoint but I, um but also it's good to know that and we learned about in school that about 80 percent of the stuff that's out there is is good for almost an everyday user you know like people are like i want the best but usually they're not doing like the high intensive activity that it's made for and that's completely fine like not everybody has to be a world-class climber or whatever it's just like yeah yeah. Is that something that kind of appeals to you in terms of like why you drew yourself to that kind of apparel design? Yeah, I think it's just the, I think what really gets me is, that's a really good question. I think it's just all about the mindset behind it. Like at mm -hmm. Arteryx, the mindset is that if they make the most durable, long-lasting, well-made piece of clothing that this user will have it for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. you know this person will use it for a lifetime so essentially it's like once you have this jacket you don't need anything else mm -hmm. which is an amazing mindset to have when when you're making clothing because a lot of times companies focus on pushing the next product next year but this is all about like if you like this product and we hope that you do it's made in such a way that you could essentially if you treated it right you could you could never need another one mm -hmm. um and and i think that was a, something that um drew me into this I previously did schooling at Algonquin. I did the outdoor adventure program, which is amazing. But it's just like 
you talk to people who have had like there is a varying age in that program. I was one of the younger ones, but you talk to people that had gear that was from like 10 years ago and they're still using it. They still love it. It's just like they have stories with those with those pieces of clothing. And um, it's just I don't think it's like a very Western mindset that we have now where it's like mm-hmm. everyone wants something new. Everyone wants just like something new and it doesn't matter if it's good quality or whatever. Like that's just a bonus. It's more about the look, the appeal or just having that piece of clothing. It's like it's just a it's a more refreshing industry to be in especially in clothing industry which is one of the most wasteful um industries in the world so i just just to follow up on that when you got kind of interested and um in like apparel making especially outdoor gear that you that you just mentioned um Mm -hmm. was sustainability and eco-friendly kind of that um like as part of the apparel was that really something that you were interested in on top of just making your own Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we actually just recently did this one project um, that ended up being a lot more work than we thought. We thought it was mm-hmm. going to be like a pretty simplistic design, but we made a um, recycled down vest from a army sleeping bag that had been well, well used. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea was just to take something that would maybe be tossed out or like not, not used anymore and kind of make something more functional and something more like um, more wearable for for someone and just like to show them that I don't know the, these things can be repurposed and so it's actually being put on display at um, at the college I am we did it was our whole class that did it including our teacher but wow. it's just yeah and we obviously add our own elements to it in, in our design like um, not everybody's design looks different, which is awesome because you're given the same project and you get to see all these different mm-hmm. outcomes come out of it. Um, but yeah, just projects like that interest me. And that's why one of the first companies I ever fell in love with was um, Patagonia. And they actually have these videos that they would put out, which was called like the One Wear series, where they would go to um, different locations and they would film these customers they had that would have their their pieces from so long ago and it didn't matter they were like they would film them and then they show the the pieces up close it didn't matter if they were torn up or whatever sometimes the pieces had been fixed themselves by like the user like there's this one man um he had these pair of shorts and he had actually the whole bottom had been ripped off Mm. don't ask me what that guy was doing but um (laughs) (laughs) but he sewed like he took um what is it like a towel or like, I think it was like the top of an umbrella or something like that. And he sewed down to the back. So he still had the, the real shorts on the front <laughs> and this whole other material on the back. But it was just like super fascinating that they they would want to talk to this guy. Like it wasn't like he had every single piece of apparel they had ever put out. And he was like a huge fan. He just had these box shorts and he loved them. And that's that's all that it was. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious, um, like how old were you when you started kind of um, beginning to get interested but also were your parents kind of influential on on kind of your outlook because what I'm getting from you and maybe correct me if I'm wrong is that you like the sustainability but also kind of rebranding in terms of like taking something like a, an old piece of clothing and kind of reshaping it or, or kind of keeping it alive is that something that kind of you were kind of grew up with of just kind of using old clothes and, and working on it from your family uh, I think it was um, when I was younger repurposing was just stealing my dad's um, 
apparel and wearing it myself. I think that's one of my regrets. That's an awesome question. I think it was always fascinating that you could turn one thing into another. And yeah, my parents definitely um, set a standard of of what was acceptable in terms of what we would buy. Like I, like they they were always buying like not stuff that was like crazy expensive but stuff that was a bit more expensive but they're they always enforced that they were buying something that was either local or it was something that would was built to last um and we were a very outdoor family so we would go on camping trips and stuff and I, and I would see my dad wearing the same dirty pack all the time he <laughs> wearing the same clothing and it and, it, and he loved it. Like, he just loved these, like, pieces of clothing, which is why he would get so mad at me when he would find it stolen from his closet. And I never understood <laughs> that until I finally have my pieces now. And anytime anyone else takes them, I'm like, you don't understand. There's so much behind that that garment. But, um, yeah, and also my my grandfather on my mom's side has, like, all these old Patagonia sweaters. Mm-hmm. And he loves them. And, and anytime I go over to his place... He like shows them off, you know, like whenever I'm coming by, he's like, I wasn't wearing this sweater, but when I heard you were coming by, I'm wearing the sweater. It's just like, because <laughs> he knows I love it. And it's just like the story behind like how he, mm-hmm. he went out and bought them when he was like around my age and they're still like in amazing condition. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the repurposing definitely was really cool to me. And like the one wear program does that too for like Patagonia and also there's a rebird program happening at Arteryx where mm. they repurpose old things that are sent in. Oh, wow. Yeah. So to, to reuse and reduce waste, I think it's, it's such a smart idea and mm. it also creates an affordable clothing. Cause like they are a bit more expensive. So when these rebird things come out, they're all, they're these really unique garments, but they're also a bit less expensive for a consumer that's interested in buying them. So. Just just to go off that, like you mentioned just now, Patagonia, and you mentioned before mm-hmm. Arcteryx and different types of, of garments and, and apparel. I, I was just curious, do you have kind of favorite designers or is there a, a specific kind of um, clothing that, that inspires you or, or, or kind of sketch or anything like that? Yeah, I, I've definitely been labeled a brand whore. That is <laughs> um, uh, I definitely think I... I do a lot of research before I buy something. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of, and also I like to, I'm also a in-person shopper too. So I love seeing the fit of something and, mm-hmm. and trying it on. In terms of brands, I, it, it really depends on what I want it for. Um, mm-hmm. Like our service is very close fitting. Um, so it's like anything I want to do that's very technical, that's very like, um, are you talking about your own designs or what you like to get for yourself? I like to get for myself. Um, I, in terms of my own designs, I, I think I'm very mix and match. I like to take a lot of influences. I, I actually take a lot of influence from um, Japanese brands and also just mm-hmm. like, um, and then also there, there's some awesome, awesome, awesome uh, companies that are uh, in Europe as well that have, it, it's just so fascinating because, I like collecting. At first, I was like a big Patagonia Arcteryx person, and I still am. But it's just fascinating getting articles of clothing from different companies across the world because those companies are specifically making garments for that climate. So it's just fascinating to see. Because in Canada, it's like 
it's very humid so there's a lot of like moisture in the air but then it's also it can be very like cold and very rainy so then we need something that's that's why Gore-Tex is perfect for here that's why our church does so well here because we need something that is breathable so then you're not just stuffy as if you're wearing a plastic bag but you need something that's also going like mm-hmm. Ottawa and Vancouver and Montreal have just sporadic rainstorms I've never seen it like this you know <laughs> just like one second let it die it's beautiful outside next second it's pouring rain and you're yeah. like oh, so, yeah. yeah um just to go off that like what are the kind of what are the influences and, and designs like from like you mentioned europe and japan like how do they differ between kind of you um, north america obviously you mentioned climate but what about the designs themselves yeah so um i see there's a, a stitching there's a repair technique um, um a japanese repair technique called boro and i've just I'm just teaching myself now. It's so, so cool. So the Japanese, I think they, uh, they're just culture wise, they have a lot of love for repairing an object and almost making it more beautiful than it was in the beginning. Um, there's, they have these like this thing for pottery where they reglaze the pottery together using mm-hmm. um, liquid gold. And it makes for this awesome, like almost spider-like, looking um like fusing together it Mm -hmm. is gorgeous and then for sewing they have something similar where basically let's say you have a rip in your garment or like the whole chunk comes off of it you basically like cut an even piece out you take another piece of material you put it on and it's like almost these crisscross stitches Mm -hmm. and then to the part that's like frayed around it you sew directly onto it so then it reinforces it Mm -hmm. it's hard to picture um but it it's makes for such a beautiful patchwork and in terms of repair i really look for them but in terms of design they're very it's very like slim fit a lot of times Mm -hmm. but also um just the technicalities of it it it's so it blows my mind sometimes because like Mm -hmm. uh, i was even talking to my friend about the other day um there's this brand i'm i'm blanking what it's called but they just think of so much so there's like this interior pocket that's on the shoulder and then mm-hmm. if you flick your arm down, there's like a tunnel that almost goes from your shoulder to wow. your, and your phone flicks out there just to like, have it. <laughs> it's like, it's stuff you would never think it's, about. It's, it's, it's built for, for all terrain, right? Yeah. Like when the mountains, you need your phone, you know, <laughs> or if it's just a rainy day in Vancouver, it works out both ways. <laughs> yeah. You just, you really need your phone flying down your, yeah. it, yeah. It, it seems ridiculous to other people, but it's just like. I don't know. It's just those, those fun little things. And just like, I think it's really about the tiny details. And that's why sometimes people will, will really challenge it. And they'll be like, why is this thing so expensive? Why is this thing? So um, like as much as it is, it's because these like little details. And then in terms of Europe, there's a, um, there's a company called Fjall Raven. It's, it's very popular in Canada. You'll see that they can't keep back uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But um, they have a whole different mindset towards um, waterproofing. So they actually use a very old like method um, where they actually put beeswax on their garments. So they have like this canvas, mm-hmm. canvas garments that you actually um, you take beeswax and you put on them and it works as a rain resistant. Wow, that's really coating. Yeah. yeah. So even when it comes because we don't use that for um, the garments like basically. Like, in, in North America, really, and like in some other countries, we use like 
a DWR coating, which, which is this like, synthetic coating. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they use it. So then even when it goes off the jacket into the environment, it's not harmful, which is really cool. So that's another thing that I, I admire from. Is uh, like what if you could kind of be the head of Arteryx or the head of a company? I know you mentioned to me personally that maybe one day you'd want to have your own kind of um, clothing line. What would yeah. your first kind of like sketch or even design be? Um, and what kind of materials would you use as well? Mm. If you haven't thought about it, that's okay too. But no, uh, I've. I've thought about it quite a bit. It's just like the first part that I would put out. Um, I'm a, everyone, when they come out with their stuff, they're looking to make something revolutionary or whatever. I don't think at this moment I have the skill set, but I think that I do have an eye for, um, what is it, for patterns and for, um just like the beauty that can like be put into a garment so i think i would at first i'd want to come out with fleeces mm-hmm. um i just think they're they're an awesome piece of apparel when made correctly they last they last forever like you take care of them and your fleece will last will last you a lifetime mm-hmm. so that would be the probably the first product that i would come out with for sure it's, it's nothing revolutionary it's nothing that's no nothing no no that but and what kind of design or pattern and, and materials would you want on that fleece um i i really love there was uh this arc fleece that they discontinued it was called the delta um sv and it was like this high power fleece it was it was absolutely beautiful it was like mm-hmm. this like mink white and it had like a green collar and like the emblem on the back it was gorgeous and then Patagonia also has like their retro X fleeces, which are like a, a really nice boxy cut. And they just like, they fit any user really well. They're, mm-hmm. they're super beautiful. So I think I would take a lot of inspiration from them. So kind of doing like maybe like a nylon collar, but for prints and designs, I think I would want to do something a bit crazy. I think I take a lot of inspiration also from like um, skate style as well. Because mm-hmm. I love skateboarding and I, it, it's almost like a mix match for me. Mm-hmm. Um, of like of those two cultures like the outdoor culture and also the skate culture so i i think i'd want to meld those two together and like in, in the mm-hmm. cohesive way so kind of doing like almost like an outlandish like pattern that like yeah, i like it yeah, yeah. but then a technical face that can actually be used when you're doing a hike too you know so something like functional but fashionable no 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 that that makes a lot of sense to me i, I just um pivoting over just a little bit to your schooling and, and what you've designed is there one piece of clothing or material that you've made that you've really liked and and why is that <laughs> uh yeah we i still have two more products to go so i'm excited to see how those those go um but i think as of right now probably my down best was probably my my proudest one mm-hmm. uh and even then it could use some tweaks, but, um, yeah, for the most part. And it was just, it was really tough to work with. And the ending result was like really sad, like satisfactory for me. Um, at that point, I didn't really care what grade I had hand in. I was like pretty proud of myself. Um, it's really thick material. So it was really hard to put together, but it, it also gives you a mindset of like, um, we have like steps. We're basically making patterns as if we were going to mass produce them. So mm-hmm. 
when you're doing it yourself, it actually gives you um, kind of like an enlightenment to like how this would be if you were to try to produce this overseas. And it's like, if this is difficult enough for you, obviously you have a lot more experience than you do. Um, but it's just like, maybe you need to tweak your pattern in some ways. It, it's so insightful. I what, love this. What, what was the process like to make it? If you could just kind of outline it a little bit. Yeah. So um, usually what we do is um, we, we do our own measurements. We have like a whole sheet of our own measurements. We're making stuff. Um, yeah. Based off of our, our user profile. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what's a user profile just to... so user profile uh looks at the client not only the climate that i'm living in but also just like um basically my metabolic rate um what i am like there's categories of what you are within like just like your user um so for me um i'm like a, i'm a very outdoorsy person other people are like the more like um, urban athlete or in the athleisure that's what they're looking to make so it's just like all based off of what you're trying to use this product for um and then also age has a has a big thing your um your sex as well with you whether you're male female or other mm-hmm. um because females uh have a hard time when they they lose they lose uh heat very quickly and then when they do they have a hard time regaining it you know you'll Females will be like, oh, I'm, I'm okay right now. And then a couple minutes later, they're like, oh, I'm cold. It's because they lose heat at such a rate. It's crazy. And then men, we actually, uh, we're not traditionally like super warm right off the bat. But once we start moving, we're super hot. Like we don't really need like much heat. Yeah. But then again, it can depend on people as well. So we go off of that user profile. Um, so you're trying, let's say you're like really warm and you're making a down vest. You don't want to make something that's like extremely like, a 850 down vest that's and, just and, like, you, and the one you were really proud of was a down vest so you use yeah. user profile and then you yeah exactly um and so and then you do your measurements and then we have cutouts uh we have like basic blocks that are full like that are um what is it that are like from ranging from small to large these are just like um normal blocks that would be be used for like jackets or whatever and then we make them out of muslin muslin is like it's really pliable material that is not that um costly so you basically make like your little prototype beforehand so you cut out this prototype you see if there's any changes to make on your your pattern mm-hmm. um the pattern that was given to you and if there is then you then do your modifications you then cut out that next pattern onto a separate sheet and then and then you get your materials you cut up your materials um and then all at the same time you're making this thing called a tech pack a tech pack contains everything from cost of materials to cost of labor to assembly like what wow. machines you use so you're just doing all this for for each like, like adjacently essentially like while you're making it like yes. while you're making it you're also writing down the costs and yeah exactly because they're they're both like in the industry sometimes will be times that you have to go back a step and you're like oh my god did i not write this set down like beforehand so it all has to be done simultaneously um and then eventually you assemble your product and and then you try it on and you see if it came out the way you wanted it to so. it, it, uh, what's your favorite part of the the whole like um apparel making process would you say i think when it's all done and just looking back yeah, because midway through is it's really especially with the tech pack is kind of, it's rather daunting. 
it just seems like you have so much to do. Um, but, and also you're spending hours and hours at the machine sewing, unsewing, because like, this is the first time I've, I've ever sewn in my life. I've never mm-hmm. sewn before. Um, th- this whole process is completely new to me, but it's just like, yeah, once you're done, it's like, it's, it's just so fulfilling mm-hmm. and to see your product. And um, especially if you took the time and care to like really put a lot of work into it, you, it's a proud moment. It's a very proud moment. You guys. So. Hmm. Is there just like for future, like you said, you have two, um, not, like two other projects coming up. Is there, mm-hmm. um, is there another kind of um, apparel that you're really excited to, to make and and in, in in the future? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, so we're doing <laughs> ready for that, Alex. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're doing a hard shell, so we're doing like a Gore-Tex, um, like rain and also like basically winter shell um so i'm very excited for that that's like that's an extremely hard piece to do just like the arctic like there's different cuts you'll see on like if you really look at like an arc shell like close up it's there's all these different cuts there's all these articulations and the process to do them is insane and also um it's kind of cool though because um fashion kind of equals function sometimes like the sleeve that we're we're making specifically for this design is actually based off a kimono sleeve oh wow it's just it's really cool it's like all these all these innovative materials everything like being put into and we're using like very traditional like Mm -hmm. cuts that were that were done a long time ago so that that was one fascinating piece that i'm really excited to kind of do and then we have a insulated winter jacket that we're making it's mm-hmm. a synthetic insulation, and I've never worked with synthetic insulation either. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so excited for that. I, I I have my references in place, and I'm uh, I'm ready to do it. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Um, and and just going off that, like again, um, so kind of you know, like I, I believe you're about to graduate this year. Am I am I correct? Yeah, that's correct. So so what's kind of the future? What what? what hopefully is um in store for the future for you um in terms of do you want to um kind of you know work more at Arteryx more try to Mm -hmm. work up the corporate ladder do you want to open up your own thing what are you kind of thinking about going forward yeah I think I'm looking for um quite a bit more experience in the industry so working for an outdoor brand um like Arteryx like Patagonia would would be the next step for me absolutely just watching like the way that a um a large company functions Mm -hmm. i think will be really fascinating very eye-opening for me and just teach me a lot of things i think eventually i i would like to start my own practice um we'll see if that becomes a thing i I, the thing is i enjoy working as a team a lot so um it, it would be hard for me to start from, from my own and kind of, I, I kind of take a lot of, um, I kind of bounce off the energy of other people in the room, especially when it's like an environment like that. So I think that would be, that would be hard to leave. But if I was to, I, I think I would just do it as a side thing to mm-hmm. not only make a pair that I would like to wear, but also just kind of give, give some people some local outdoor options. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what I would do. And and just to end off, does that mean that uh, you'll never buy clothing 
for the rest of your life and will I never buy clothing uh, for the rest of my life because you'll, you'll make stuff for me. Good answer, Alex. Actually, I haven't stopped wearing the same clothing I had when I was about um, five years old. So uh, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Do I get strange looks? Yes. Do yeah. I care? Sometimes, but it doesn't matter. It's all about the sustainability. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, it's where it's way less expensive. So I don't know why. <laughs> well, uh, I really, really enjoyed this this uh, discussion on 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 your love for apparel making and and obviously, um, especially outdoor uh, apparel. And, um, thank you very much for this, Caleb. I hope you had a really good time. I know I did. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, and just so listeners know, we'll have another, uh, passion project coming up in about a week or two. So stay tuned and take care. See ya. Ooh.